Well, welcome. This is WNZN Radio, 89.1 FM, out of Lorain, Ohio. Very glad that you tuned in one more time. Uh, happy to have you on board, and I'm here with my good friend and assistant, David Abood. Hey, John. Great to be here again with you. In this uh, Easter season, yes, as we're great time. moving up towards uh, Good Friday, and yeah. then, of course, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, uh, once again, we are very grateful that everybody tuned in uh, on a regular basis. We actually are getting yeah. some good reports from some of the people listening to past shows. They're, they're kind of linking up with some ministries and some projects. They're hearing some great testimonies of people that are actively involved in, in sharing the gospel and, and spreading the word of God. And uh, like last week, we talked about the movie, The Jesus Revolution. Yes. And really, yeah. in this idea of revival, what we see at Asbury and other, <clears throat> not just Christian universities anymore, David, but yeah. actually like Texas A&M and some other places mm-hmm. are talking about students having all yeah. prayer. And really, when you come down to it, if that can sweep the nation, it, it goes above yeah. politics. It yeah. goes beyond. It really impacts culture in a very significant way. So anyhow, we're going to keep our eye on right. those kinds of things. And moving forward, I what I look at, at, at this season of the year, I really want to focus on what I what's called the climactic moment in the ministry of Jesus Christ. And of course, that's he is coming to the world to die, to rise again, and to forgive our sins through the crucifixion and his resurrection. And this idea of title of lamb, <clears throat> I would like to do a study, Old Testament, New Testament, on this on this topic of lamb. The, now, when you really think of a lamb, you know, you think of a lamb as this little uh, kind of a harmless creature. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of uh, gentle, mm-hmm. innocent, very dependent, very clean. Yeah. It can't, it's yeah. not, it can't protect itself no, very well. No, it has no claws, yeah, has right. no teeth, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and why would that be used so much, uh, particularly when we go to the New Testament as a title for Jesus, you know, when John says, Behold the yeah. Lamb of God. But even in the Old Testament, in the sacrificial system that God had dictated to his people, the Jewish people, constantly is this reference uh, to a lamb, to a lamb, you know, the lamb. And we're going to see that that is continually uh, in uh, the Old Testament, and then right. it sweeps forward, mm-hmm. kind of like points forward uh, to the New Testament. The first place you kind of pick up at least a hint of it is in chapter 4 of Genesis, where it says, uh, chapter 4 of Genesis, and then it says, now uh, this is Eve. She bore this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. Uh, and then it finally says, Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock. And that's the first sacrifice we see, and right. God accepts this. Uh-huh. But the firstborn of his flock, now he's a shepherd, so it's implied this is a right. lamb he's offering. Right. So it's interesting that's the first one mm-hmm. that we see used in worship. And, of course, God will accept that. There could be other reasons why he accepts Abel's sacrifice and not Cain. But uh-huh. We're not going to get into that too much. Right. But I do think when you study Scripture, there's this principle of first reference or first mention. Like we talked about this before, the first time... Blood is mentioned, the first time priest is mentioned, the mm-hmm. first time sacrifice has significance. And I think this sacrifice for worship, that it's a lamb, I think that's important as we as we get started on this study of the lamb. Yeah. Now, as you go through the scripture, as I was saying, this idea of the lamb is used time and time and time again uh, throughout the scriptures, especially in the first five books 
uh, of the Bible, you know, in um, what we call the Torah. Right. It's all of these usage of this as a, as a reference point. But one I want to look at really in detail, we're going to look at this, is chapter 12 of Genesis. Genesis. Yeah, we're going to move from Genesis to Exodus, okay. Isaiah. Now, um, 12, okay. 12 is the call of Abraham, right? Where right. This is really the start of God's covenant relationship with the Jewish people. It's the chapter 12. Yeah, all the way through till you get to about the middle of the book of Acts. Really, the Bible focuses on the Jewish people and the land of Israel. Yeah. Now, even when they go into captivity in Egypt or Babylon, the focus is still on the Jewish people. Think of Daniel mm -hmm. in, uh, in Babylon. Think of Moses and all the uh, Joshua and all the slaves that were in Egypt. My point being that it's really the focus is on Israel, the land, and the Jews as the people group. And that really doesn't really change in a lot of ways until you get to about the eighth chapter of the book of Acts, where the, now the apostles are starting to go out and they're going to the ends of the world. They're going to the Gentiles. Right. But that's a big chunk of the book that is focused on the Jewish people in the land of Israel. And that's where we see God's requiring this sacrifice, shedding of blood uh, to be used in your approach to God. Mm -hmm. Now, one place we pick this up in kind of an interesting way, we see the call of Abraham there. And then when you move uh, to where he's going to in chapter 18, um, he's actually uh, tested, you know, uh, his son is born. We see this promised son, Isaac, right, uh, is born. We see that in the earlier 2021 20, of Genesis. But when you come to chapter 22, this is a very interesting chapter. We're going to see why Are the lamb... 18 now or 22? 22. The okay. 18 just okay. establishes the call of sure. Abraham. Okay. Now his promised son is born. Right. Now, a big thing here we're going to see is that Abraham and his wife basically couldn't have a child mm -hmm. because of their... But right. they've been promised a child, right? There's mm -hmm. this long... And when their child would be born, he would be the child of blessing. He's the child of promise. He will be a child at this great nation. Right. And it's going to be through this child, Abraham, then Isaac, then Jacob, that all the families of the earth are going to be blessed. Mm -hmm. So it's really this. But the only way this child can arrive is if there's a miracle. Yes. It's a miracle <laughs> birth. Because, yeah. And it sets up the fact that the most promised uh, child ever born, the Messiah, mm -hmm. uh, only came through a miraculous birth because mm -hmm. he was virgin right. born. So right. you see a glimpse of it back here. So if you look at chapter 22, maybe you could read sure. uh, verses 1 through 3. Right. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Mori. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain. I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship, and then we will come back to you. Okay, thanks, David. So... For our listeners, uh, we're covering this topic of a lamb, a sacrificial lamb, how we see it in the Old Testament. We're definitely going to see when we get to the New Testament. And the place it's mentioned most for any single book in the Bible is the book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. Over 29 times 
lamb is wow. referenced in the book of Revelation. Yeah. I, there's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. So this is this famous, interesting uh, command by God for telling Abraham, notice it says, take your son, yes. your only son. Yeah. And then he says, whom you love. Mm -hmm. So why this is curious is this is the first time love is mentioned in the Bible. Really? And it's about his son. Yes. Wow. It's the first time. He says, your son, take your son, whom you love, your only son. I know that. And of course, think yeah. of John, and go sacrifice him. Think of John 3.16. For God so loved love the, world. the world, he gave his only begotten yeah. son, whoever. And he says, take him and go offer him up, which is like really strange because this is the promise this is the long-awaited son, and you're going to offer him up. And so he takes him early in the morning, like you just read, and he takes the wood, the burnt offering. He goes, just like you said, and uh, then he, as he goes up, he says to his two men, servants, you stay down here. Right. Me and the lad are, verse 5, we're going to go up and worship, which is yeah. an interesting word when you're going to sacrifice yeah. your only son, <laughs> no which is interesting. No but notice what he says in chapter yeah. 5 at the end. We will worship up there, and then we who's coming come, back? We will come back to you. I will come back? We. we will what does that tell you? And then we will come back to you. What did God tell him to do? Go up and do what? Sacrifice his son. Why does he say we will come back? If you're sacrificing your son... He, he, he trusts the Lord? He trusts the Lord. And, yeah. and in Hebrews 10, it says he knew yeah. that if he sacrificed this, he's going to bring him back to life. It's a picture of we're going to see death and resurrection. Yeah, now, right. consider yes. this. Right. Consider this. One of the, the, Abraham, the name Abraham means what? Father of the multitude. Yeah. He's a type of the mm -hmm. father, right? Mm -hmm. Even to this day. Yeah. Jews, Muslims, Christians all identify Abraham as this father right. figure, which right. is it's his right. name. Isaac is the miracle-born promised child, very much a type of Jesus, right? Yeah, exactly. And um, But he's the obedient son, we're going to see. He carries the wood, and he lets his father lay him on an altar. He does it willingly. Remember what Jesus says? No man taketh my life from me. Right. I give it willingly. But notice this, too. We're going to see in a, in a moment. He took these two men with him. Yeah. And split the wood for the burnt offering, and Rose went to the place. Mm -hmm. He says to the two men, do what? You stay here. Right. So the essential transaction that's going to happen is between Abraham mm -hmm. and Isaac. Mm -hmm. When Jesus was crucified, yeah. how many people was he crucified with? Two. But what, for three hours, what happened? God brought a curtain of darkness. Yes. And the essential transaction was between the father and the son. Mm -hmm. Even the two people, the two yeah. other thieves there didn't witness it. Right. So, okay, let's go back here now. Yeah. So he takes... He took the wood for the burnt offering, and who does he put it on in verse 6? Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. Notice who carries the wood right. to the sacrifice. Yeah, Jesus what does Jesus do? Carries he carries the wood. The wood. Yeah, he is going to see. He is the lamb that's going to be yeah. sacrificed. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. Now look at this. This is, this is very important. Verse 7. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father, and he said, here I am, my son. Then he said, look, the fire and the wood. Look what he says. Yeah. Where is the lamb, lamb the for the burnt offering? offering? Correct. And Abraham said, my son, God and will himself. provide for himself. What? The, the lamb. lamb. For the burnt offering. That's it. Yeah. That's the key. Right. God is going to provide the lamb, the mm -hmm. ultimate son, the son who is miracle born, the mm -hmm. son who bore the... The, the cross, the wood that he's going to be sacrificed yeah. upon, much that in a little picture format that Isaac 
is bringing forth here. And so notice he, 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 the son is obedient. It says, then they came to the place which God, Abraham built an altar and he laid, he, this is a willing, obedient son. He allows his father yeah. to lay him and he, yeah. the father's got a knife yeah. and he's got the, the fire, oh. which means you kill him. Right. Then you start the fire to burn. Right. How obedient. No and Remember kidding. three times Jesus prays in the garden yeah. of Gethsemane. Right. What does he say? Please take this cup from me. If it be thy will, yeah, let this, this cup. cup. The cup was yeah. the cup of suffering. Nevertheless, not my will. But thy will right. be done. Right. And so there you yeah. have it. And then then Abraham stretched his hand, the knife, and the angel of the Lord came out and said, Abraham, Abraham, here I am. He says, Don't lay yours, don't lay your hand on the lad. And um, I know that you fear God, for you've not even well held your only son. What greater love can you do than to yeah. offer your only son? And then Abraham lifted up his eyes, looked behind him, and there was a ram. Oftentimes a ram is just an adult <laughs> lamb. Right caught in the thicket by right. his horns. So Abraham went, took the ram, and offered it up, a burnt offering, instead of his son. What did Jesus carry when he was on, what was on his head when he was crucified? Thorns. Thorns. Yeah. See on the head, yep. the thorns. So we're getting this like picture here. And then finally, verse 14, Abraham called the name of the place, the Lord will provide. Yeah. As it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Provide what? Well, he says he'd provide a lamb. So that sets up the picture of the Lamb, David. Any thoughts on this? It's just remarkable. Jesus says, search the scriptures, for they testify about That's me. That's right. You know, um, I, I think the one take-home message really is from the time of the Garden of Eden with their sin. Mm -hmm. This book from start to finish is all about Christ. Mm -hmm. it, you know, you have all these side stories, but they're all leading up to the fact that God wants us to know this is his son who he sent, the perfect sacrifice to die for us and to open the gates of heaven and be the mediator between him and the Father. And you know what? I got When I initially got into the word, I got lost in all the side stories. Right. Until you and I spoke and you said, Dave, from the start of the Garden of Eden, at the time they sinned, it was all about it was all about Christ coming mm -hmm. and and saving us from imminent death. Right. And and now we have eternal life. So anyway, I mean that's it. But I love how how he shows us all the pictures for those that have their eyes covered. That's the key. Yeah. That's why it says it, it, he keeps giving us example after example. You know, we did the shows on. Joseph, you know, the similarities with Christ and Joseph, David, you know, Abraham, you know, Moses, we, uh -huh. we went through Moses, the whole thing to just show that this is about Christ coming down to take out all of our sins. And once you see it, you cannot not see it. Oh my gosh, it's like an epiphany. But if you don't see it, you won't see you it. You won't see it. I mean, am I right? You'll it's... just think he's a prophet. You won't know. Yeah. You'll just think he was a good man. He's right. a great teacher. Right. But once you see, I always compare it to the spokes on a wheel. Mm -hmm. You know, on a bicycle, all the spokes go to the center. Right. Not only do they converge on the center, but they're held mm -hmm. together by the hub, the center. Right. right. So, and then the wheel can turn. So if you take what you just described, these pictures of Jesus in the Old Testament, mm -hmm. these sacrificial systems yes. that point to Jesus, Moses, David, these characters that reflect Jesus mm -hmm. somehow, they all move to the center, and then the center holds them together, and the whole thing rolls. I mean, it, it works. But not, why is it so much? Here's what it says in Hebrews, to oh. emphasize your point. The book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 5 says this. Jesus speaking, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. 
in burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin you had no pleasure. Then I said, this is Jesus speaking, Behold, I have come in the volume of the book it is written about me to do your will, O God. The volume of what book? The Old Testament. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah. So he's he's in from Genesis all the way through to Malachi, Absolutely. the Old Testament. Yeah. He's always there. Yeah. And, and, and the incredible thing is to think the King of Kings is coming down as a sacrificial lamb. Yeah. It just, you know, um, I think that's one of the most humbling things for me since I've been on this walk with you and, and Jesus Christ is uh, my Lord and Savior is I have to remind myself every day how humble he was and what he did for us. Otherwise, I go back to my type A personality. Right. And and it's just, it's a battle to really understand that he could have crushed all of the Romans. Oh, it, with just his words and, you know, how humble he was throughout the whole process. And, you know, the fact that when he died, he, he just had his, the clothes, you know, that he had on. You know, it's a He never even point. had a home. He was just a traveler, a wanderer. It he didn't says. have a mansion. He didn't have a gold, you know, well, well, look at this gold way. crown or anything. Yeah. When he's born, he's in a manger. Right. He, there was a borrowed yeah. manger. Right. When he wants a boat to go offshore to preach to larger crowds. He asked Peter, "Can I, basically, yeah. can I borrow your boat? When he's going to go in on triumphantly on, on Passover, yeah. into the, he has to borrow a donkey. Yeah. Even his grave is borrowed from a wealthy man. He, he, Jesus <laughs> even says, the foxes have holes, the birds have nests, the son of man has no place to lay his head. Gosh. What does he have? He, I tell yeah, people to I, study the life of Jesus for no other reason. It's strange. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. And then what comes out of his mouth, yeah. the, the, the parables, the prodigal son, the our father, all this, uh, do good to those that hurt you. Don't return evil for good. Pray for the. I mean, where is this coming from? And yeah. then you start putting it all together, yeah. and you say, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I mean, it is just... Well, it's... John, you know, the big thing for me is I started to read it. I thought, this guy is really cool. I loved how, you know, he was throwing tables around in mm. the temple because, you know, I was a little bit mm-hmm. wild. And, um, you know, just his, his personality, but the fact, the authority... That he, the way he spoke, this is how you get to heaven. This is, you know, this is the path you need to be on. This is what it said when he did the Beatitudes. And, you know, he spoke with authority. No one ever came and spoke like that. No. I mean, his all Western civilization is basically built. I mean, what you said is true because where did these words come from? Do good to those that despitefully yeah. use you. I right. go to prepare a place for you. Yeah. I will never leave you nor forsake you. My father's house is axe. Yeah, I am the Lord of the <laughs> Sabbath. You're not going to get Moses right. or Zechariah or some prophet. Not, he can't say those things. No. A prophet Be a false cannot, prophet. Right. He can't you know. say my father's house. You know, this is how you get to heaven. Yeah, right, right. Uh, with that authority. So or anyway. he says, what shall a prophet of man he gain the whole world mm-hmm. but lose his soul? Right there, he's... He's saying everything you can get in this world that the world goes crazy over, it doesn't mean nothing compared to your soul. Who said those kind of things? You know, like you say, with such authority. And again, I tell people that are just looking into this, I says, if you you should study him because he is different than any other religious leader, any other religious Mm -hmm. founder. Like I said, you have a 33-year-old itinerant carpenter preacher right. born in the backside of the Roman Empire in a, a little podunk place called the Galilee. It was, not, it was not Carthage or Antioch or Rome or Alexandria. It was just a little tiny fishing. 
And he, 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 we only have three years on his life that we actually know. You know. He gathers these men around him. He dies the worst death man almost ever devised on yeah. a cross. Right. And 2,000 years later, right. people give their lives to him. Drunkards are made <laughs> sober. Promiscuous people are made pure. Right. People's whole life and mind, and they raise their children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. And they, they, they be, they'll be martyred rather than deny him. Why? <sighs> You know, uh, well, one thing I was thinking about is, is you wanted to do this topic on uh, Jesus is the Lamb of God. I started to think, too, how through the Bible he always says, I am the good shepherd. Yeah. And, you know, he who comes to me, he, you know, um, I am the light of the world. He's, but the good shepherd protects the sheep. And so he he gave of himself to protect all the sheep. And, you know, the one thing is, you know, I was I was watching Billy Graham on this, and he said if there was only one sheep on this planet, Jesus would have come yeah, to save him. Right. Just yeah. one. Yeah. So, you know, for the listeners, regardless of what you've done, it, it can be washed away immediately when you follow Christ. Right. Immediately. And you don't have to, as you always told me, don't look in the rearview mirror, Dave. It's It's past. Look how big the front windshield is, and exactly. look how tiny the rearview mirror that's is. Good point. Yeah, and that's why Paul will say, "He loved me right. and died for me." Right. It's like that personal. But the idea of a lamb, when you consider it, I mean, think of countries. Yeah. Okay, look at what they when they pick an animal for an emblem. Mm -hmm. America's what the eagle, mm -hmm. powerful. Mm -hmm. Why? Russia, the bear, right? England, the lion. China, the dragon. China, the dragon. Even Thailand, it's the elephant. Powerful. Oh, that's right, the elephant. So all across. But why would Jesus, why pick a lamb? We're going to find out why he picks a lamb. But it's contrary to world powers that think, look, we're this and we're that. A lamb? Right. Are you kidding me? Okay, let's look at the lamb thing one more time. Oh, sure. Now turn, if we will, to Exodus and we're going to see here in Exodus chapter uh, 20, uh, I'm sorry, Exodus chapter 12. This is where God gets his people. Uh, now, remember, they've been in bondage to set the story here. Uh -huh. uh, and yeah. slavery. Right. Uh, now their little baby boys are being killed because the Jewish population is right. growing. They've been there 400 years. Yeah. Uh, just, you can imagine servile labor there and no hope, nothing. They're just, in lockdown, so mm -hmm. to speak. You know, there's no future. And then God gives these directions in chapter 12. Right. To, to This is a significant event, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, historical event. Chapter 12, mm -hmm. and you, maybe you could read verses 1 through 4, David. Sure. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, This month is to be for you the first month, the first month of your year. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. If any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one with their nearest neighbor, having taken into account the number of people there are. You are to determine the amount of the lamb needed in accordance with what each person will eat. The animals you choose must be year-old males without defect, and you may take them from the sheep or the goats. Take care of them until the 14th day of the month, when all the members of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight. Okay, 
Thank you. So uh, here we see a lot. Now remember that offering of Abraham of his Isaac. That was a climactic moment in right. the life of that was the, the what you call the uh, the high moment, the climactic moment in the life of story of Abraham. Right. This is the climactic moment here of Israel's bondage. Yeah. You see how it lifts yeah. itself up to this high point, this right. climactic moment. Right. So too, he says here. Okay. Notice how many times it mentions the word lamb. Yeah. Just in those five verses you read. Yeah. The beginning, okay, take a lamb, take a lamb, take a lamb. Each house should have a lamb. It, uh, then he says, uh, it's really strange. Now, if you have a people that have been in slavery for 400 years, mm -hmm. and they're going to get released from slavery, and there's an oppressor like Pharaoh over them who's keeping them under that, right. what, do you, what are they going to have to do to get out of that normally in the natural? Yeah. You're going to have to get arms. You're going to have to have fight. To, you're going to have exactly. to organize. You're going right. to have to break out, right? right? Yeah. Lead a revolution. Yeah. So when Moses is telling his leaders, Joshua, that they're waiting, okay, how are we getting out? He says, okay, here's what I want you to do. Yeah. Get a lamb. Right. Huh? Yeah. Get a lamb. Right. I want you to notice what he says here, verse 5. Your lamb shall be without blemish. Right. A male of the first year, you take it from the sheep. You shall keep it until the 14th day. So they're, t they're, they're getting it on the 10th. They're going to keep it to the 14th. They're examining it, what? That it doesn't have spot or blemish. Right. And then you're going to kill it, catch its blood, and apply it to the doorpost. Okay. How does this look like Jesus? How, well, number one, he gets us out of slavery. Yes. The Bible says if you sin, you're a slave to sin. Mm -hmm. We were in darkness. Right. We had no hope. Right. So what's the, what's the uh, solution, if you will? Well, the solution is a lamb. Mm -hmm. Now, how does Jesus picture it back here, way at this thing happening in Egypt during his Passover? Number one, it's a lamb. Mm -hmm. Number two, each household had to have it. You couldn't depend on the other person. Right. It's your decision. They, they get the lamb, and for four days, they're doing what with that lamb? What are they doing with the lamb for four days? It says that in well, verse... Well, they're communing with it. They're, they're, yeah, but they're doing something. Verse 5 is very important. The animals you choose must be your old, and you may take them from the sheep or goats. Verse 5. Yeah. The lamb shall be without blemish. Right. A male of the first year. They're examining the thing if it has spot or blemish. Yeah. What happened when Jesus came in on Palm Sunday... When he was arrested then, later in the week before Good Friday, what is the civil authorities, Pilate, mm -hmm. and what are the Roman authorities, Ananias and Caiaphas, doing in those trials? Three civil, three religious trials recorded in the Gospels. Yeah. They're examining Jesus for what? Fault. Sin. Yeah. Fault. And yeah. they can't find anything. Right. right. They're examining the lamb yep. to see if it has spot or blemish. Wow, look at that tie-in. In the same four days. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So then... We know what happens here. Yeah. You, you, ha you cannot take the lamb into the house back at this past and make a pet out of him. He's not meant to be domestic. He's meant to be killed. <laughs> yeah. See that? He's meant to be killed. Yeah. Jesus came into this world to be killed. That's his All of us came into this world to live, hopefully a long, mm -hmm. you know, healthy life. Jesus came into this world to die. Right. And people don't understand no. that. And it wasn't the Romans and the Jews. or me. It was God's plan. It right. says in the book of Acts. And we're yep. all culpable because he went to the cross. Uh, Absolutely. Behalf of me, behalf yep. of you, behalf of the listeners. And so now they take the blood. They put it over the doorpost. Right. And God says, when the angel of death goes through the land, when I see the blood... I will pass over you. Mm -hmm. The blood of what? The blood right. of the Lamb. Right. So now today, how are we saved from the bondage of sin? 
how do we not only get released from the prison of sin, mm-hmm. but we, he takes us to the promised land. Right. But you have to go under the blood. Yeah. You have to go, when I see the blood, you have, I'll to, be a you have to be a follower You have to be under the blood. It, you know, but with the Passover, I like, even in Exodus 12, 11, 13, you know, it, it shows, it's the beautiful picture of Christ's atoning work on the cross. It's like the Passover lamb where they apply the blood to the doorposts of the houses. So he died, um, uh, for whom he died, are covered by his blood, protecting us from the angel of spiritual death. Right, right. Yeah. We're going to see that later in Revelation. Yeah. <laughs> we actually overcome the enemy, right? the Satan, Oh yeah. through the word of our testimony yes. and the blood of the Lamb. So it's the idea that uh, this blood is powerful. I mean, it's no other religion has... They, here's the thing. Yeah. When you study other religions, yeah. they offer instruction. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's... I've studied Buddhism, yeah. Islam, all the way up and down the line. They... They offer instruction. A lot of the instruction is good for a moral life. We all don't steal, don't be a yeah. drunkard, don't commit mm-hmm. adultery. Yeah, yeah. Well, when man got kicked out of the Garden of Eden, what did he have the knowledge of? Good and evil. Good and evil. Mm-hmm. So if fallen man is going to come up with a religion, what is it going to t- contain? Elements of good, good and evil. Right. That got us kicked out of the garden. Okay. okay, we want to get in. It required blood. It required blood. And that's a very important feature because Jesus just did not give us information. He gave us that, but he gave us transformation. These guys aren't getting out of Egypt by arguing with Pharaoh, here's 20 reasons why you should let us out of Egypt. (laughs) The the only way they got out was through the blood. And Hebrews 10 states that, For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. Mm -hmm. By sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin... He condemned sin in the flesh. Good point. So he that's a, he yeah. had he had to come. He had to so die. So it was here. our preparation for wrong and injury that, you know, that Christ that Christ came. We needed <laughs> we needed the perfect sacrifice, but there was no way for us to make atonement for our sins except through Christ. That's end game. And so that, why this is so important this is, is yeah. number one. What are they going to do with the lamb after they killed it and put the blood on it on the post? They went inside. And they roasted it and they yeah, ate it. Right. That's going to give them nourishment right. for the journey out, right? Mm-hmm. What did Jesus, Jesus dies at Passover. What does he say to the his apostles in the upper room? This is my body broken for right. you. This, this is, is my blood, blood. which will be, be partakers for you. For you. Yeah. And that, be that'll be memorial yeah. all the way through. Yeah. And but you, you know what else I like in this, John, is how God made sure nothing was wasted yeah, right. from the sacrifice. Even those lambs, God you know, wanted to make sure that nothing was, was wasted. Right. He's not a wasteful guy. This this is a perfect plan, the only plan that would have worked. So what we have here now yeah. is not only is the, his blood is shed, mm-hmm. he's not just giving us good instruction like religions. His blood is shed, but then we're nourished by that sacrifice. And so as we grow in Christ, we're actually nourished. And that's one of the reasons we celebrate the Lord's Supper yeah. is we remember it was his body was broken, his blood yeah. was shed, and that nourishes it, so to speak, for this journey we have in, on this on this planet, uh, right. the length of our days. But again, what a perfect picture yeah. of the lamb. You see this idea of the lamb is yeah. popping up consistently, yeah. and we're starting to see. Well, now that's going to be big. We'll get to it in a minute when John introduces Jesus when he says, Behold the lamb of God. Who takes, who takes away, away the sins, sins of the, of the world. world. That per- yeah, but, we'll you know, get to that in a moment. But before you go there, I, I had one other thing I thought was really cool. In Exodus 29, 38 through 42, it talks about the importance of sacrificing involving lambs was daily sacrifice at the temple in Jerusalem. Every morning and evening, a lamb was sacrificed in the temple for the sins of the people. 
These daily sacrifices, like all others, were simply to point people towards the perfect sacrifice right. of Christ on the cross. In fact, at Jesus' death on the cross corresponds to the time the evening sacrifice right. was made in the right. temple. Right. I, I didn't I never saw that. Yeah, time that's yet. that's the perfect wow. timepiece. That's yeah. God's timepiece. Yes. And uh, all of this clicks together. We'll do a show as we approach yeah, okay. Easter. Yep. But when you look at Passover first fruits, Pentecost, mm -hmm. it all lines up what's happened in the early church. Yeah. It's all fulfilled in the person of Why? Jesus Christ. I remember when I was first saved, these, these people had a little saying where it says, Jesus was a carpenter who built a ladder to heaven. He used three pieces of wood and two nails. So you have the, you have the piece, three nails and two pieces of wood. That's what he did. You know, the, the sacrificial system... He, and it's for anybody. This is what gets me with people. You want to like shake people and say, look at this. When you see this incredible timing of situations and the examples that God gives us throughout the Bible, if you don't believe this is the word of God, then you're never going to get it. It's what I call There's no way that unexamined unbelief. Am no I right? human could have written this. That's why I say if the people are willing yeah. to look, just right. look at the evidence, mm -hmm. Go where the evidence takes you. But most people live in a land of what I call unexamined unbelief. That's where I was before I became a Christian, David. Yeah. Well, I was me, too busy living life and being oh, crazy. Yeah. And, uh, me too, Jeff. <laughs> but interestingly enough, you saw that Jesus Revolution movie. That, that was, was a great people. movie. Yeah. That was fun seeing it with you and, and Marie yeah, and my, my family. They were just like that. And they gave me my first Bible. That was and, a great movie. Yeah, I mean, because it really opened my eyes to that period of time in the early 70s. I highly recommend it. Yeah. You know, and uh, mm -hmm. I thought it was scripturally pretty right on. A lot of times, yep. Christian movies, they kind of, anyhow. Uh -huh. Uh, but this one I thought was pretty well done, and, but it was a movement. Some consider it the, first, the fourth great awakening that happened in the United States of America. You know, one of the takeaways I, I had from the movie is, you know, you're seeing all these people doing LSD and, sure. and alcohol, and they don't even know where they're at. And I like what the one main pastor said. He goes, they are looking for God. Because he says, why They're are they taking drugs? He says, They're trying to find God. Exactly. And, and you're like, wait a minute. But when you think about it, they, they, they didn't know how to get God. Exactly right. They thought if they get to a different realm, maybe they'll see God. Yeah, it was a... It was, a, it was kind of a weird... But it was so clear then... You're right. ...that they were seekers. Yeah. Well, they were... Here's yeah. the thing about the 60s. It was... it was There's a lot about it, but it right. was a crazy time. Right. The baby boom generation. Right. We never had that many young people in one... They call it the, like the big hump in the python going through yeah. our demographic. Right. They're all coming of age. Mm -hmm. It was a crazy time with yeah. the Vietnam War yes. and all this other stuff. They were people were people looking. Too. Right. Some were peaceful. Yeah. We're looking, but you're, the line you quoted is very good when he says, well, why are they all doing drugs? He right. says, I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. They're seeking God. Yeah, right. In their own twisted way, yeah. they were looking to raise consciousness... It was the devil's, I mean, it was, oh, it was sure. wrong, but yeah. but it was not a big jump then for mm -hmm. them to say, you know what, maybe there is an answer, maybe our minds can be transformed, but it's through Jesus Christ yes. and the Holy Spirit. Amen. That was, that once, that's when the penny dropped, that's when they go, this, it's the yeah. same thing today. Right. If people, sometimes we get too religious in our, in our approach, if people just look at life in an existential sense and say, okay, what am I doing here? Why am I living? What's going to happen to me? When I approach death, what's going to happen to me after I die? Then you start seeing that the Bible 
fills in those blanks for you. It has tremendous what they call explanatory power. It explains origin, explains purpose of life, it explains morality, how should we live life, it explains destiny. We'll do a show on this. Uh, what happens after I die? Purpose, purpose for why you're here. Exactly you right. Know, all these people are looking for their purpose regardless of how high they get to the pyramid in their life. And you see all these suicides of famous people right. and whatnot, but this is so fulfilling. Um, it, it it completes you. It's End that simple, yeah. you know, because we're separated from God after the Garden of Eden, but by following Christ, you're brought back into connection Everything. with with Everything. the Lord. Not and, just and the Lord, why, but yeah. Now you got the the Scripture. Right. He gives you the Holy Spirit, which illuminates. We didn't right. understand this stuff before, no. David. Am oh, I right? I know. I, I never <laughs> read the Bible till I met you. <laughs> we we understood some about Christmas. I never and and I was I never read the Bible. Well, we never opened it Bible. up. I know. I never opened it up. True story. Yeah. The first time I even got part of a Bible was a little tiny New Testament. I was down at the federal building being inducted. I was uh -huh. drafted. And there's about 40 young guys there. It's during the height of the Vietnam War. We're, right, we're right. taking a pledge. You know, we're going to yeah. go down to Fort Knox, Kentucky. And it's, I don't know if it's Gideon's or Salvation Army. The guy come in and goes, here's what we got for you guys. They had a little bag with shaving <laughs> and gear and soap. And we got this little New Testament. I still have it. Oh, my God. And then, um, wow. then I didn't get a full Bible until I met these Jesus people. when I, They led me to Christ in 1975. Why didn't we get <laughs> I know. I don't know. I don't blame anybody, but it is strange. It is strange. We should at least get the Bible. So yeah. anyhow, thank yeah. God we do. Oh, thank God so we have it now. There you see the Exodus uh -huh. and how that relates as we move forward. Now, I know you did research on Isaiah 53, but before we get there, let's look at Isaiah 52 with this idea of a lamb, the lamb that is slain. Okay, Isaiah uh, 52. Yeah, in... Um, the, the idea being that again, God's word is in, is is in such a way that you look for it, you look at it, and uh -huh. He starts revealing Himself here, right. there, here, mm -hmm. different different places. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at Isaiah, which is loaded with prophecies about the coming Messiah, um, He He is coming, and we know that He's coming now, and that He will be a light, right. not just not just to the Jewish people, but a light to the nations, mm. to the Gentiles. And people always would say, well, if Jesus isn't the Messiah, and let's say the Jewish people just yeah. hang on to the Old Testament, there's all these prophecies about a coming one who's going to be a light to the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. Who is it then if it's not Jesus? Mm -hmm. But we know that way back when God chose Abraham in, in Genesis 12, he said, I'm going to bless you that all the families of the yeah. earth right. will be blessed through right. you because right. they'll bring the prophets, mm -hmm. the scriptures, and ultimately the Messiah. And so I always ask people, has your family been blessed through yeah. this Abrahamic blessing? Well, if you accept the Messiah, your family should be blessed. It should be in a more blessed position today than it was yes. the weeks before you became right. a... Am I right? Right. We can all attest yeah. to that. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe somebody's listening now. They think, yeah, I don't know what these guys are talking about. I, I don't I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like us before yeah. we came to Christ. But it, what I'm saying is it fits. Once you start understanding it, it starts coming together like it's almost like when you go to the eye doctor and he puts those lenses in front of you mm -hmm. and says you see clearly now no okay i can see better can you read the third line and it gets clearer and clearer and clearer and all of a sudden you say oh yeah, yeah. i start to see this same thing i think with reading the bible you know yeah, but but john uh, can't they ask god to open their eyes oh while yeah reading mm -hmm. is is there a way to do that i mean do you have a little prayer do you say holy well, spirit can you open my eyes to well, yeah, I mean, the psalmist will pray, uh, 
Open my eyes, Lord, that I might behold wonderful things out of your word. Yeah. So we, there's right. a good place if, for prayers about studying the word of God is Psalm 119. Mm-hmm. It's the longest chapter in the Bible, but it's yeah. all about understanding the word of God, yeah. being illuminated, having wisdom, discernment, mm-hmm. insight. So that's a, that's 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 a good prayer because many times the, the apostles said, uh, yeah. can you... Uh, can you uh, explain this to us or explain what the parable said or teach us about this? And, of course, uh, they would. You know, he would. And so I think the Holy Spirit will do the same thing today. He'll take us. He'll illuminate yeah. uh, and give us insight into, the, into mm-hmm. the Scriptures. A part of it is just being a seeker and being in the Word of God and then being exposed to pastors, to teachers, to there's so many resources out there today. Yeah. yeah, there's so many good resources out there. Yeah. So this brings us to the big one. If you will, and that is, uh, uh, I the, the announcement of the Messiah. We're going to get to fifty-three in Isaiah, but we'll look at fifty-two just for a moment. Uh-huh. Notice what it says in verse thirteen and fourteen. Sure, Isaiah chapter fifty-two. Now, John, this was written wrote about eight hundred years 600, before six Christ, to, six to seven hundred okay. years prior. Yeah. Okay. Uh, See, my servant will act wisely. He will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted. Just as there were many who were appalled at him, his appearance was so disfigured behind that of any human being, and his form marred behind human life. Now look at this! Wow, how badly was he? That's why you know. No, I don't think any crucifix or picture of Jesus on the cross does justice. No. When you look at the scriptures, mm-hmm. we don't know how badly beaten he yeah. was, how marred he was. Yeah. I mean, he was beaten by soldiers, Roman soldiers. Yeah. They 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 had their. They're, uh, mm-hmm. One of their headquarters right there in Jerusalem at that time. The other thing, he was scourged. He was crowned with thorns. Yeah. And then he had to carry that cross. Yes. It, some physicians say it's, it's amazing he even made it to Calvary. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. and then if you look at the crucifixion, and I, we'll do a study on this as we get closer to Good Friday. If you study executions throughout history, firing squad, guillotine, hanging, drowning, gas chamber, lethal injection, firing squad. You know how long they average out that the that the victim from the start to the finish of the execution last? Mm. Average is five minutes. Five minutes? Five minutes. Guy goes to the electric chair, guy gets an injection, hanging, firing squad, guillotine, average it all out, it's about five minutes. Mm. You know how long Jesus took for him to die? Six hours. Six hours. Yeah. So that doesn't count what happened before the crucifixion, mm-hmm. the beating, exactly. the scourging. Yeah. But he and he didn't have to do it. Yeah. That's what gets me, Dave. Yeah, I mean, he too. didn't. I I yeah. deserve the punishment. Right. So do I. Yeah. And that's his love. That's right. his love. And right. I think we as people, we have to read this scripture and say, his 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 body was more marred than any man. He, his form was more than the son of man. In other words, he is badly no kidding. Off. And then it says, verse fifteen. So he shall sprinkle many nations. That means his sacrifice is going to cleanse not just Israel, but many nations, people from, you know, mm-hmm. England and China and America. Kings shall shut their mouth at him. For what he had been told, they shall see. Now, here comes the big lamb uh, prophecy in Isaiah. You can pick it up there. I know you did some research on this too, Isaiah 53. Yeah. This is the critical one, David, and it sets up. Um, this person of Jesus, where you say, I'll, I'll just open it, you can fill in. Who has believed our report? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? 
He shall grow up before him as a tender plant, a root out of dry ground. Notice this. He has no form or comeliness and that we see him. There is no beauty that we should desire him. In other words, he doesn't, there's nothing yeah. like a movie star or like a Jim Caviezel that played in the Passion. Or, he has to be pointed out. He's not like where it says about David. He was mm-hmm. good looking or, or yeah. Joseph was very handsome or King Saul was very tall. or He doesn't have any of those kind of characteristics like we see in holy pictures. Yeah. He was like... We has to, you know, he's very common. It's no beauty that we should desire him. Right. But yet he was despised and rejected by men. He's a man of sorrows. He's acquainted with grief. We hid our faces from him. Remember the apostles yes. all ran away. He was despised. We didn't esteem him. Now, the next two verses tell about what he's going to carry now. You can read that, verse 4 and 5. Okay, 4 and 5. Uh, surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our inequities, and punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. Notice it's it's God it's God who afflicted him, right? It's, right. It's God who afflicted him, not... Uh, that's right. Uh, it's humans that are doing it. It was God's plan. It was right. foreordained by God. Yes. And now he, he was wounded for our transgressions. Yes. It doesn't say he was wounded for his transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. And that's why it's hard to get around this prophecy because it points so clearly to Jesus yeah. who's innocent. Then it says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord laid on him mm-hmm. the iniquity. Now, here's here's the lamb, if you read verse 7. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his there mouth. There it is. Yeah. You see this? You can almost see that bringing a lamb up to the altar in the temple. Yeah. And it's just like moving along. Yeah. And he might know what's coming. Right. But that was our Lord. And he's a, he's called a lamb. Not called a lion. Not called, and it says they're yeah. leading him. And like a lamb, he, you know, he's not opening his mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's taken from prison, from judgment. Remember, he, Jesus yeah. was put in prison. Then they kept bringing him out for these various trials. Right. Uh, he's mm-hmm. made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death because he had no violence. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. This yeah. was God's plan. He was He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering, you shall see his. So this whole idea, here's the lamb coming. Mm-hmm. He's done nothing wrong. It's God's plan. Yep. He's going to be killed. He's going to be killed yep. on our behalf. Right. And then as you get down here, you can read verse 12 and just downward. If you Therefore, will. I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, for he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. What did he do yeah. on the cross? First thing out of his mouth? Father, Father forgive, forgive them. them. He's interceding for transgressors. Yeah. What yeah. does he say to the repentant thief? This day you'll be with me in, me paradise. in paradise. Then it says here, he was numbered with the transgressors. Remember, he was yes. numbered with thieves. And of course... Um, it, it, it says he divided, I will divide his portion. This speaks of the victory coming. Yeah. 
uh, he poured out his soul to death. In other words, he he bled out. Yeah. Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. The, Perfect. Yeah, the verse I highlighted in Isaiah 53 was 10 because it contains the prophecies concerning Christ as the guilt offering mm-hmm. for us. And, and that's the one I highlighted in the Old Testament. It's true. That's so important. So there you have it. I mean, yeah. so then you have the lamb. We, we're not going to get into Old Testament. Yeah. We could, but we won't only okay. for the sake of time. But then when you move to the Gospel of John, yeah. that's where you see this great intro. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's why... Um, the, this is where the good news and, I guess, the sun starts coming out. You know, in the New Testament, sort of, John, yeah. the Savior is here. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think the, the main verse there, John... Well, do you want me to... What, do you want me to read John 1? Well, no, you can. You, we can see that uh, when Jesus comes, yeah. what John will declare, of course, yeah. is when he says in verse 28, John chapter 1, verse right, 29. Right, now, right. what John does is establish who Jesus is. He's God. Yeah. In the beginning was the Word, and right. the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word became flesh and dwelt mm-hmm. among us. So anyone that says Jesus is not God, uh, which cults and false religions do, they just don't understand right. uh, the basic what's going on and we'll show that in another mm-hmm. show five different ways that jesus has declared god in the new testament even in the old testament we won't get that today but he says in verse 28 the next day john saw jesus coming toward him and he said behold the lamb of god yes who takes away the sins of the world there you go there, there you go he's doing what he's saying behold means your attention or mm-hmm. this is the proclamation the Lamb of God, who will take away there's the, the sin Lamb, of the word. Yep. takes away the sins of the world. So he's the perfect and ultimate sacrifice for our sin. That's it. That's what that's, he's saying. That's Everything is there. And then, then look what he says in verse 36. Same chapter. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. There he goes again. Yeah. So there's no confusion here. There's no ambiguity. Right. Well, to call somebody a Lamb of God, that implies... Uh, they understood what this meant. It meant sacrificial. It meant he was going to be sacrificed. Yeah. This yeah. man, now, when Jesus is walking, he, they don't see a lamb, but he's identified as the lamb. Jesus has many titles. Mm-hmm. He's called the Good Shepherd. Oh, yeah. He's called the Lion uh-huh. of the Tribe of Judah. Yeah. He's called, you know, the, the Son of David, the, the Son the of God. Yeah. But this, this particular title is extremely important when you consider... Uh, what's implied here is a sacrifice is coming. A yes. sacrifice is coming. Yes. And then as you move through this, I don't know if you want to touch anything else on that, but the sacrifice is coming, and we're going to see that uh, where Jesus will be uh, offered. And here's where it'll talk. If you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 5, we're just kind of tying these strings together that form the fabric of the of, by God's revelation. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 7. Okay. Get rid of the old yeast so that you may be a new unleavened batch as you really are. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Ah, see, he's linking it with the Passover here. Ah, yeah. You see the connection? Mm -hmm. So as you study the scripture, it's almost like if you ever see, uh, when I was in in Asia, I've seen these... uh, carpet weavers right they make these persian rugs and stuff but they take all these different strands of different colors and everything and you see them weaving it together and it like it, you don't it makes no sense then they flip it over yeah you see these beautiful <laughs> patterns of trees right. and fruit now, that's the scripture you, you see this thread here and you see this string there man when you flip it over how do you deny this stuff how could men david get together yeah. and say 
form this thing. What, okay. you know, what's yeah. in it for me? Kind of, you know, yeah. It's so detailed, yeah. so nuanced. But here we see clearly that Jesus is that one. Yes, he you is. Know, and then uh, Amen. we can look at it one or two, and then we're going to stop at the book of Revelation. But if look at First Peter chapter 1. Verse 19. Yeah, that's, Verse that's one of the ones I highlighted. Yeah, you okay. got that? That's well, no, cool. hold on. Uh, 1 Peter. Chap, uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse right. 19. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the... Verse 19? Uh-huh. Yeah, I started with 18. Uh, but You yeah, can start with 18. Yeah, because actually 18 through 21, um, you know... Yeah, it, it's good. It just, yeah. Yeah, it flows. I think that'd be good. Um, for you... Know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God, who raised you who raised him from the dead and glorified him. And so your faith and your hope are in God. Look at that. Yeah. There you go. I like what he says, your aimless conduct. Yes. <laughs> you are, yes. What do, by the traditions of our fathers. We didn't know that. <laughs> Before we came to Christ, we just, oftentimes the, people go to church because they have to go to church. That, that, now you go to church because you want to go to church. That's the way I right? was. I showed up an hour a week and I thought I was done. <laughs> but now you, know, you want to go to church. I do. Yeah. Um, so. But, you know, but the, the the perfect thing here, God's perfect sacrifice is, you know, is Jesus's resurrection three days later yeah. so that we can now have eternal life and believe in him. You know, w without the death and the resurrection, John, that's everything. there is nothing. There's no Christianity. There, there's nothing. There, there's no yeah, Christianity. We don't have anything. But notice what the yeah. precious blood of Christ as of a lamb yes. without blemish and without spot. Remember yeah, what they exactly. were doing? They were looking yes. for blemish and spot. Mm -hmm. All right, let's finish it up. Okay. And we do thank everyone for listening in again. We were focusing on this title of the lamb in the Old Testament, the New Testament, the person of Jesus Christ. It's got tremendous significance. We just surfaced, kind of scratched the surface a little bit on uh -huh. this today. But as you go to Revelation uh, chapter 5, this is where John sees this great throne room in heaven, right? In chapter yes. 4, he sees the throne of God. Yes. All these angels are that around it. That is such it. a great picture. Yeah. But now, John is shown by this angel this scroll. Mm -hmm. But who can open the scroll? So he pick it up on uh, verse, uh, verse 2, David, if okay. you will, through sure. verse 5. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Okay, now look. So he's, he's looking at this this. this drama if you will yeah, uh -huh. this incredible revelation in the heavenlies but who can open that scroll and then he's weeping he said i don't know if anybody that could then he says in verse six i looked and behold in the midst of the throne of the four living creatures in the midst of the elders yeah. stood a lamb yeah that's your key and that's why the book of revelation the word lamb is used 28 times it's yeah. focused on the lamb a lot of people try to understand the book of revelation this way and that way uh it's very complicated in some ways but I, I believe one of the key features 
to understand the book of Revelation is to understand the Lamb. Understand mm-hmm. the Lamb. Yeah. The Lamb on the throne. And if you look, he's surrounded by living creatures, angels, elders. It like almost goes outward, but he is in the center. Yeah. And notice he is the Lamb right. as it was slain. Now, this right. is interesting because when Jesus was risen from the dead mm-hmm. with a risen body, okay, he still has the marks of his wounds. Yes. Remember, he told yeah. his apostles, he told Thomas, put your which suggests that even through eternity, like here, he mm-hmm. just doesn't see the lamb. That He says the lamb is as it had been slain. Mm-hmm. So this is a picture of Jesus on his throne, but perhaps those marks are still there. That's a very important point. Yeah, it, it is. And I, I remember, John, you know, I asked you about that, and you told me that, you know, it is not too late for any of us. No. That the reason that's reflected uh, in heaven is to let everybody know they can come to the Lord Jesus at any point in his, you know, great, um, you know, persecution that he went through, um, resurrection. Everything that he did for us is still available to you. And God wants us to know what he did throughout perpetuity (laughs) that his son agreed to do this. And so it's fresh. Oh, it yeah. hasn't passed. You haven't missed the bus. No, the, today's the day of salvation. Right. Yeah. The only day is is the is the one day too late. That's why they always say, "Don't uh, wait." Yeah. The yeah. best time, the, mm. the, the the worst time to receive Jesus is tomorrow. The best time to reach Jesus it's actually now. was yesterday, but it's yeah. now. It's, it's right now. now. Don't but the wait. Worst we time, don't know if we're here tomorrow. No, because yeah. that's what happened. I knew a guy that once said. Well, he says, I'm going to live my life, and at the 11th hour, I'm going to make a confession. I go, yeah, but you might die at 10.30. So I said, you don't know you're going to have an 11th hour. Yeah. A lot well, of people are taking How out. do we know? Well, I mean, yeah, look at John F. Kennedy was a healthy young guy on yes. top of his game. He's going to be elected yes. president for a second term, and boom, he was gone in an instant. How many people mm-hmm. do we know like that? Mm-hmm. They're on a train. They're on a plane. It's a mm-hmm. boom. It's over. So we're going to close this down, but <clears throat> Revelation and the Lamb and Revelation, David, is a whole separate yes. Show. Yeah, absolutely. You see, we're oh, going to yeah. do that. But I want to, again, encourage our listeners. This is 89.1 FM radio coming from Lorain, Ohio. We're so grateful for this station, WNZN.org. And all our shows, if you want to go back, they're all titled. And you just go to www.john21.org. John, uh, uh, I'm sorry, john1421.com. That's john, J-O-H-N, 1421.com. And you'll see on the left the little listing of all our shows with the title. This yes. one will probably be titled uh, Lamb of God. Uh, yeah, simply Lamb of God. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you can just listen to the whole. But we also encourage ministries and projects. If you're promoting a ministry or a project, uh, you can contact us. And if, if, you know, we can get it out and get the word out and yeah. help your ministry, we can right. do that free of charge, of course. Mm-hmm. So, again, David, another week is coming, yes. on. yeah. Thank God for our listenership and yeah. the station. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you for all tuning in. God bless you all. Have a great weekend. Take care.